welcome to the Perfect Gentleman podcast. My name is Zach Falconer Barfield. I am the founder and the first gentleman of the Perfect Gentleman. And alongside me is the impeccable, the unimpeachable, the impressive Mr. James Marwood. <laughs> Thank you very much, my friend. How are you? I'm very well, sir. I'm very well indeed. A little bit um, emotionally drained, I think, is probably the correct terminology. I can well imagine. Remind me what you've been doing. I have been acting, sir. I have been treading the boards, being an actor for the last few days, and I've got a few more days to go. I am acting in a restoration comedy, which is very unperfect gentlemanly, and playing a very unperfectly gentleman gentleman in Kent, where I am. I've been doing it for the last four days and got three more days to go. Excellent. Very scary thing to do, very intimidating, but well done you for doing it. Thank you very much. It's been, been fun. It's been entertaining. If you uh, follow me on social media, you would have seen my rehearsals and you'll see me in costume and so on and so forth. It's been a lot of fun, but yes, hard work. And you, sir, what have you been up to? For me, it's client chasing time. So I've been spending a lot of time chasing and speaking to potential clients and trying to persuade them to spend some money. But I think we're getting closer, which is a good thing. I've cleaned and tidied my garage gym, which had got a bit cluttered over the winter. And now it's spick and span and I've been doing some lifting and bag work at home, which is good. I'm feeling a bit more in the swing of that after my, my winter lethargy. Yes, a winter hibernation. I do tend to winter well as they say. <laughs> I'm trying to get the tummy slimmed down a little bit and get my cardio back up. I'm back up to around six rounds now of bag work before I, I feel like I'm going to fall in the corner and die, so I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that. Very good. So uh, today's episode, the latter half of the episode, we're going to have a walk through memory lane about The Perfect Gentleman, because it's 50 episodes. This is our 50th episode, James. doesn't feel like it at all. No, it seems to have flown by, actually. So we'll have a talk about that. But first, it's kind of a, not a request so much as more like um, a demand. I have had a number of conversations with some of my female friends recently about what women truly want in romance and relationships and it's been interesting it's been enlightening also reassuring mm -hmm. for what we do at the perfect gentleman but also what you and i both espouse frequently to men but it's been just one of those very interesting things where a lot of ladies have sort of said please talk about it and here are my tales of woe and here's what we want i can't imagine what sort of things are they saying to you then zach what's first coming about was um i think the adage was once described to me as um when i'm younger i want to date a bad boy but as soon as i come to my senses i want a gentleman that's probably fair and the come to my senses is, I suppose, is, is a non-determinant age point. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't like to guess that point, personally. I wouldn't want to put a date on it, but I think that's quite true for men as well. I mean, I made some very questionable dating decisions in my youth, and it took me a little while to realise that that wasn't what I wanted. I think that's very true. But the other thing that has been quite vehemently espoused to me was the fact that most men are not good enough. It's a bit of a sad indictment, but I would agree. And everyone's going to go out there, what do you mean not good enough? Well, covering three main areas, dress, manners and general behaviour... And the ability to romance. Yes. And I know that sounds weird. I'm sure you and I have many things to say on all of those things. But those are the kind of three main topics that have come across my remit with the ladies in the last probably month that I've discussed with a number of them. And all of various different ages. It's interesting. I mean, we're talking from early to mid-20s all the way up to sort of mid-40s, late-40s, early-50s. The same things keep recurring. This is not a generational thing. This is a kind of ladies thing. Is this your experience conversationally so far? Before we delve into details, I mean. Yes. I mean, there was something I saw on the TV recently which sort of really highlighted this. It was a lazy on the sofa after dinner and flicking through the TV and my other half found this programme and decided that's what we were going to watch. Always do is the duck 
conscious desires. She actually has a very good track record of picking things that I wouldn't like and then end up getting fascinated. <laughs> I actually caught this on iPlayer, so I don't know how available it will be elsewhere. It was called uh, Beauty Queen and Single, and it was about Gemma Garrett, who is a former Miss Great Britain actress and, and model in, I think, her early 30s and has had not much luck romantically, was single, didn't want to be, had agreed to be part of this dating experiment. It was quite interesting. They had half a dozen beauty queens of various types, all in a a hair salon drinking champagne, watching on camera whilst Ms Garrett had her dates. The unique hook of this was that they had her go without makeup, and that was the thing that was different. So instead of being in the very glamorous hair, very styled, lots and lots of makeup, very glamorous dress, she was just in a very simple black dress, hair tied back and no makeup which was interesting, and she looked lovely with and without the makeup. obviously. I mean, she's a, a very beautiful lady. There was a bit of vulnerability to her without the makeup, which was interesting. And then they set her up with half a dozen dates with different guys of all ages, from mid-20s up to a chap in his early 50s, varying levels of attractiveness, different types of personality. But what was really interesting to me was that of all the guys, the one she picked and all of the girls watching agreed with was the 50-year-old. Not the youngest guy there, obviously. Not without wanting to be mean to the gent. The most handsome. The most traditionally aesthetically pleasing. That would be the appropriate way to put it. I mean, he was, at least according to the Duchess, a perfectly fine-looking chap, but not very handsome, like some of the guys there were. But what was interesting was that that was the one she went for and the reasons why. And it was because of his charm and his confidence, and those two were linked, his openness, and the fact that he was a gentleman and he dressed well. And all of the things that we talk about put this 50-year-old guy who was old enough to be the father of some of the guys he was going up against and with this group of half-dozen very attractive young ladies who have all sorts of options open to them, I imagine, when it comes to, to picking guys, that was the one that they all plumped for and that was the one she ended up going on dates with, which I thought was great. It is good and it just proves the point. It's not scientific, but it certainly gives credence to what we talk about all the time. I think, as you said, that covers all the areas that ladies talk about. The way you dress, the way you behave, your manners and, and that, and then the last, of course, the way you romance. The stories that I've heard, and we've repeated them before, but it's worth repeating again, gentlemen turning up to dates wearing tatty trainers and tatty jeans and a ripped T-shirt, not paying any respect to the date or place that they're going to visit in the way they dress. If they're a shaving chap, shave. If they're not a shaving chap, trim the beard. Put some deodorant on. <laughs> I had one lady, I had one lady <laughs> say to me, <laughs> I basically could smell that he had just been to the gym. <laughs> yes, that's not good. And she said it was not attractive. If you're going out with someone, just be clean. You know, And if you are coming from the gym, have a shower. Make an effort. We're not saying wear a suit. You and I would. Put, put on a proper shirt or a, at least a polo shirt with a collar. Proper trousers, proper shoes. Ladies will notice. Even if you are having a super casual date, you're just going for a coffee in the afternoon or you're you know, going for a drink in the pub and it's not a formal dinner or anything like that. Even if you are going to wear trainers, wear nice ones. Not something that you'd come from the gym in or that you'd use to walk the dog or that you'd wear if you were planning on starring in a rap video but some proper stylish plain trainers those kind of things are the details that ladies notice yes you might get past that i don't want to dress like that oh, i don't dress like that fine then don't dress like that but 
as now is proved by your beauty queen in Dingle, if you want a beauty queen, make an effort. <laughs> well, one of the things that was interesting with that, actually, they filmed this little segment of each of the guys walking up to the dates and they had the ladies behind the scenes watching and talking about what they were wearing. And they were a little bit catty, as it's entertainment TV. But what was interesting was that, you know, the guys had all made an effort. You know, most of them were wearing untucked shirts and jeans, but, you know, it's a little bit of an effort. But as soon as Paul, I think this guy's name was, came on, you know, he was wearing a good pair of shoes, dark jeans, well-fitting, decent shirt and a blazer. And they went, oh, isn't he smart? Doesn't he look nice? <laughs> they were primed, ready to be catty about him and to criticise, and instead it was, oh, that's nice. What was interesting was, I mean, there was another chap on who wore a jacket and he had a flannel double-breasted blazer. Very fashionable, very stylish, very, very handsome guy, but didn't get that same reaction because it was a bit overdone and a bit overblown and he didn't look relaxed. Trying too hard. Which is a fine line to tread, but I think better to go on the trying too hard says than not trying at all. I agree. So what we say, style first. Yes. The first impressions do unfortunately matter. They shouldn't, but we do judge people by how they look. And then we get to know them and those of us who care about people, you know, we try to get past that. We are given visual clues based on how you dress and how you act. And if you knock yourself down at this stage, it's going to be a real problem. Absolutely. So, OK, dress. And then the next thing we talk about and the ladies mentioned was manners and general behaviour. Absolutely. And I always say to my female friends, I say when you go out on dates, just watch how he treats the staff, the waiters, the host at the, the front of the, the restaurant, the bar staff behind the coffee, the barista. What's that definition of a gentleman? I was I'm trying to remember. A gentleman is those who treat others with respect and kindness who would do nothing for them. OK, so there is an interesting quote along those lines by Robert Edward Lee, the um, Southern US general, which is quite nice. The way he describes it, the manner in which an individual enjoys certain advantages over others is the test of a true gentleman. So he talks about the power which the strong have over the weak, the employer over the employed, the educated over the unlettered, the experienced over the confiding, even the clever over the silly. The forbearing or inoffensive use of all this power and authority or total absence from it when the case admits it will show the gentleman in a plain light. Basically, how do you treat people who have nothing to offer you or from which you are asking nothing? If somebody doesn't have any power or, or influence over you, how do you treat them? Although a smart person will realise that your waitress does have quite a bit of power over you if you're trying to impress a date <laughs> in a restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, the basics of manners, the pleases, the thank yous, the politeness, the rising when the lady's entering the room, letting the lady sit first, the cornerstones of chivalry that are not, Exceptuous. That level of behaviour is so important. One of the ladies I spoke to recently said she got up and left a date because he was clicking his fingers at a waitress and being so rude to a waitress. She actually got up and left. If this is somebody that you're trying to impress, what sort of person's going to be impressed by you being rude to a waitress? It's that thoughtlessness and that lack of behaviour. There's other things as well. It's the basics of manners, it's the basics of politeness, it's the basics of kindness. It's consideration. Listen first. Listen to the person that you're speaking to first before you suddenly run into your diatribe about the French Revolution and <laughs> yes. how it's impacted um, <laughs> yeah. the world out there. I had a, a chat with the Duchess a little while ago because we met in a nightclub, but I did ask her, you know, what made you stay and talk to me? And it was apparently because I listened, because I asked her some questions about herself and then she told me answers and then later on I referred to those answers, so I'd obviously been paying attention. She felt that I was interested in her, not just in the pretty girl in the nice dress. Yes, exactly. So, style, manners, and lastly, romance. I mean, I can know what I mean by romance. What do you mean by romance when we talk about romance in this context? Making it obvious 
in a flattering way that you find someone attractive and interesting and that you're interested in them romantically and making the other person feel special and attractive and interesting in a way that enhances their feelings about themselves. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I would also probably add to that about everything that we always talk about at Perfect Gentleman is all fundamentally based around confidence. Yes. The more secure and confident in yourself, the easier it generally is. Absolutely. That's a whole separate issue. We've talked about before on the podcast about how you become confident and how you learn to be confident. But your level of confidence and your comfortableness with yourself makes you attractive. Absolutely, yeah. There's a fine line between confidence and cocky. Yes. So you don't want to be the cock of the walk. You don't want to lord it over people or be too much. You want to be quietly confident, comfortable in your ability. There's a difference between that sort of cockiness, which is often very, very brittle. There's a lack of strength in cockiness that you get with true confidence. I know a lot of ladies like a little bit of swagger and a little bit of, of edge to the confidence, and that can, can work, especially if you're a younger guy. But it's a very fine line. Romance is about indicating that you want to be romantic. Yes. You have to indicate that you're attracted to someone and you want to, to use a very old-school word, woo them. There is no point being disinterested or hanging back or anything like that. Sometimes you can't do it overtly in certain work situations we've talked about that before or maybe there's some situation where it's overtly difficult to do but there are ways and means to do it someone says to me how do you ask a girl out and I go you go up and ask her think about the way you look your style think about your manners and think about your wooing, your romance. Be romantic. None of this nonsense, wait three days to text someone. Oh, should I send them flowers? Oh, should I do this? Oh, should I do that? Do what feels right. Do it. If it doesn't work, then the person wasn't for you. Absolutely. You can say to someone, you know, I know the rule is supposed to be I wait three days, but I had such a lovely time last night, I didn't want to wait three days. Take some initiative and do it. And uh, have a fantastic first date or second date, or third date, or fifth date, and you never know where it may leave. And if you want to know what women want, ask them. Yes. Women are people too, surprisingly. Oh, amazing that, isn't it? <laughs> I know. If you ask and listen and talk and, and communicate, you'll find out. And the simple thing is, guys, they do want gentlemen. So we settled that one. Indeed, yes. Yes, indeed. So, James, it's 50 episodes. It's flown over. You and I have been sat here and talking to each other for almost probably 20 hours worth of poor listeners' time. 30 hours, 40 hours of poor listeners' time. Quite possibly. It's the best part of a year. I'm really glad that the people are still listening and still finding it, it interesting. You know, it's been really nice to build some of those conversations and interactions with the listeners. We've had some lovely interactions with brands off the back of this. We've had some lovely invitations. We've had some lovely conversations. Some of our podcasts have been driven by our friends. We had some lovely guest contributors last year, which we actually should bring back. I think we should bring back our guest contributors. I think so. I like to hear the different voices. Yeah, we should definitely do that in the next 50. A bit more of those. We did some interviews, which we have stopped doing, mostly for logistical reasons, not for any other reason. We've had some fun. I really think we've had a great great time would you out there in podcast world the perfect gentleman podcast world do you have a favorite episode do you have something that you've liked we've talked about in the last 50 episodes well if you do please drop us a line at inquiries at the perfect gentleman.tv or contact us on social media twitter facebook instagram you know the drill by now and let us know if you have a great 50th episode or a great story about something that we've told you about or something has happened james and i will sign and send you a book a copy of the Becoming the Perfect Gentleman book, and our favourite one will interview you. 
I think that would be great. I would love to get some of the listeners on the show and hear some of their stories. I know we've got a really interesting bunch who do listen. So there you go. The best comment or the best email to us, we'll send a couple of copies of a signed book. James and I will sign the book when we get together next. It might be a while. We'll sign a copy of the Perfect Gentleman book and the favourite one we'll sort out and we'll get you an interview and you'll come and co-host an episode with us. Excellent. Bit of fun. Here's to the next 50, James. I raise a mug of tea in your honour. I shall respond with a glass of water. <laughs> and salute you, sir, for a further 50. Indeed, yes. I'll speak to you very soon, my friend. This podcast is brought to you by the Perfect Gentleman Group Limited and was edited by Andy Nichol at the Pistachio Palace.